Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters episode 265. Rage Against the Machine. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. How's it going, Joe? Oh, fine. How are you? Uh, well, I'd like to complain about the heat, but uh, you live in the Pacific Northwest, and I think you have it worse than I do right now. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't know about right now, but uh, earlier this week, for sure. <laughs> you, you, you still alive, then? I am. Yeah, this, this weekend was uh, utterly miserable. <laughs> Uh, but, but we're but we're back down into the 80s now, so I'm I'm happy or happier than I was before. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, you know, what uh, 120 degree temperatures will make you, uh, you know, appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know that I've ever had uh, like heat exhaustion before. Sure, uh, but I'm pretty sure I had it earlier this week. <laughs> like on on Monday, I just felt like total garbage. Oh, and, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I mean it, it happens. It's all right. I, I guess it happens anyway. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've I've had uh, heat exhaustion once, uh, but it's just because I'm a fat, lazy, you know, guy. Uh, and I was out on a, a golf outing at, uh, my old job. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, terrible at golf, but, you know, I was attempting to play. Sure. And I think about, uh, four or five holes in, uh, like, I just started getting, uh, dizzy and, uh, just, uh, couldn't breathe. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have, I wasn't dizzy, but I definitely was having trouble breathing, and like I just felt lethargic all day. It was it was horrible. Yeah, the heat sucks. Yeah, but uh, hey, climate change isn't a thing. No, totally not. No, <laughs> I mean it's summer. It's supposed to be hot. Yeah, this is normal. <laughs> oh, maybe the robots should take over. You know, as I was watching the movie, I was like, okay, I can get behind this. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, prove it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Thanos was right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, we did not watch anything called Rage Against the Machine, but we did watch something called Mitchells versus the Machines. Right. A animated family comedy that is available on Netflix. All of those are accurate things that you just said. <laughs> and uh, I have a confession to make, Joe. Okay. Uh, when you picked this movie, um, I did not tell you that uh, I had already seen it. Oh, no! <laughs> um, I, I watched it uh, a couple weeks after it came out, I think. Okay. Uh, like, not immediately, but, but uh, you know... Uh, I had, had more than a few people recommend it to me, and uh, so so I watched it uh, probably sometime in May, 
And um, I just kind of love this movie. All right. And was very excited to be able to watch it again. <laughs> did, how did it hold up for you? Uh, better this time around. Nice. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know if it's just uh, you know whatever, but but I feel like this time around it had uh, even more of a, an emotional impact on me. Well, that's awesome. Uh, uh, th- this movie did nothing for me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Joe, this, this movie made me feel like an old man. Like it, it felt like, like I just, I don't know. I just, I couldn't. I, I, like I liked, uh, I liked the main girl character. Yeah, uh, uh, Katie. Yeah, I liked her, and I liked, I liked the little brother, Aaron. Aaron, thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't catch any of their names. Uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess I, and I, I guess I liked the mom too. I, the, the only character that I really just did not, did not, uh, connect to at all, uh, and actually actively found annoying a lot of the time was the dad. <laughs> uh, and, and finding him annoying, you know, the, I, I guess, you know, part of the movie is, uh, coming to, you know, they they all have to sort of accept each other for who they are, right? Uh, and you know they're a family, so they got to stick together and 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 all that stuff. Uh, I I had a hard time uh, accepting him for who he was. <laughs> Maybe now, I'm just a bad person. <laughs> now, okay. Uh, honest question: Is it because he's voiced by Danny McBride? <laughs> I that might have been part of it. <laughs> I don't I, know. Yeah, I generally find Danny McBride to be obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, my least favorite thing in most of the things that he is in that I have watched. Yeah. Uh, so I can see, you know, having that bias. Uh, and, you know, I think my first time watching this, uh, you know, I, I felt mostly nothing about him. <laughs> Uh, but I think this time around, I actually did feel a bit more, uh, connection and, and empathy for him, I guess. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. Um, I mean, uh, famously, I, I, and and when I say famously, of course, I mean famously. (laughs) Right. Of course, everyone Uh, knows this. Right. Uh. You know, uh, whenever there's dad stuff in a in a movie or a show, it, it kind of gets to me. Yeah, and and uh, I I really felt it this time around too, and, and I felt that his his uh, voice performance and and the the you know uh, it's hard to say acting because it's a cartoon, but sure. Uh, but but the acting of the character as well, uh, I think. It was a really, it, it's a much more subtle performance than I think I initially, you know, uh, saw and experienced the first time around. Yeah. All right. Um, 
And I, you know, I caught a few more things. Like I think uh, I missed the thing about the the wooden moose. Oh wow! Yeah, that, that's uh, a key yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know that it like kept popping up, but but uh, like this time around, I caught like you know what it actually was and and, and what it meant to to both of them, both uh, Rick and Katie. Yeah, uh, Rick Mitchell, the the father character. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, just uh, yeah. For some some reason, this this uh, this time around, it it hit me a little harder, and uh, it kind of raised my enjoyment for it. And it was a movie that I really enjoyed the first time. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know what my barrier to entry really was. Like if it was. If it was him, and I didn't realize it was Danny McBride at first, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know if it was if it was just not being able to connect to him, or the... is it because it's it's uh, you know uh, year old and could not connect to a kids these days? I I honestly think that might be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> like the the comedy in the movie like I, there there were there were very few things that made me actually laugh uh and, and i think like it's it felt to me like it was like it was trying too hard like it was like it was just throwing everything at at you as a viewer uh, just hoping that that some of it would stick, uh, and I don't know if maybe that's just like that's just how kids consume things now. <laughs> like I can sort of see it in in sort of like a Teen Titans Go way, but but it felt like an amplified Teen Titans Go because <laughs> I, I I famously love Teen Titans Go, <laughs> even though I am not the target audience for it. Yeah. Uh, and I famously dislike Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and part of it is because I can't figure out who the audience is for that show. <laughs> my ne- yeah, my on nephew- the other hand, I, I loved Teen Titans Go to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> my nephews who are uh, nine now uh, love Teen Titans Go. So I think that I think nine year olds and nine and under year olds because i know they've been watching it for a few years they're they're the target audience for teen titans go okay so uh i'm gonna super sidetrack and head into a discussion that you and i sort of had on twitter even though twitter is terrible for discussions right Uh, um where do they go from there uh i think that they would go to, well, I, I have directed them to Tiny Titans, okay. uh, and I have also directed them to uh, the other Teen Titans animated series. The, um, the early 2000s? Yes. Yeah, okay. the, the Teen Titans Go's predecessor. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that is where they would go next. Okay. Uh, and then they would get into, like, the comics, the 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 more modern comics, I guess not. I, I don't know about the current series or anything. Is there even a current teen Titans series? Yeah. Teen Titans teen Academy. Titans Academy. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, you know, the, the, you know, 2003 teen Titans series or even the, the older 
you know, Wolfman Perez stuff mm-hmm. is, is probably where I would direct them next. Okay, but I, you know, I think it's it's easier with Titans than it is with what we were talking about before, which was Constantine. Sure, uh, but you know, I'm, I just like you know, uh, respect where it's due. Like with Teen Titans Go, like I think it's a gorgeous looking show. Uh, Dan Hip, uh, who I think did a lot of the character designs for that show and whatnot, yeah, uh, is an amazing fucking artist. Yeah. He's spectacular. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I might say that, you know, a big part of my enjoyment of teen Titans go to the movies is that, uh, you know, I loved seeing all his like background illustrations. Sure. Uh, but you know, it's like what I know of the Titans, which is, you know, mostly the, the Wolfman Perez stuff. Uh, you know, and then I look at Teen Titans Go, and I'm just like, there, there's such a huge disconnect between them. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I can't imagine, you know, basically, it, like, it would be the opposite of how I feel, I think, is that, you know, I know this classic stuff, I can't imagine jumping into, like, this weird, cartoony, booyah thing. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but like, I can't imagine someone who is growing up with that, then suddenly finding like, you know, these old, you know, Wolfman Perez tales or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, the, the thing we were talking about earlier was about, you know, the, uh, Johnny Constantine young adult graphic novel that just came out and, you know, comparing it to the you know, very mature reader Hellblazer comics, which I think is a bigger disconnect. Yeah, I would uh, agree. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, just to, like I can't imagine being that and then finding being into that and then finding you know the source material and. and liking it at all you know yeah i guess i mean i i sort of in my mind i i liken it to if you saw the adam west batman tv series first and then we're like i'm gonna get into the comics and picked up the dark knight returns or something yeah you know it's it's there's there are there are things about the characters that are and and I haven't read the Johnny Constantine book, nor do I really know the character of John Constantine all that well. So you mm-hmm. you probably speak to it a little better than I could. But I think that there are there are things about the characters that remain consistent across the the different sort of iterations of them that makes it you know I I, I even if you know a you know Booyah Cyborg versus Cyborg and and you know the 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 other comics you know there there are still things about him that are you know i that i can recognize in him you know whether it's just like the the gadgets or or you know just the mostly the gadgets i guess right <laughs> but uh, like but like it's still recognizably okay this is cyborg this is this is beast boy slash changeling yeah. You know, this is Starfire, stuff like that. So I, I think, you know, the the trappings may be different 
and they may be skewed for a different audience, but there are there are things that are recognizably those characters that makes it easy to to be like, okay, this is just a you know slightly different version of the character I already know. Uh, that's how I mean, that's how I look at it anyway. All right, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's valid, I guess, you know, and it's certainly it's popular and and has its audience. Uh, but but you know, I'm just always gonna wonder, you know. Because cause you and I are looking at it from, you know, people who grew up with, you know, the classic iterations. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and obviously we have a different point of view on, like, you know, the, the current show. But, you know, we can't, you know, be in that position ourselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, you know, it's just just yeah, something. No, it's that... it's an interesting discussion. I I'm I'm glad that we that we had it on Twitter and that we're continuing to have it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's something that I, I honestly think about a lot. I think since the first time I watched Teen Titans Go, <laughs> you know, years ago, and I was just like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, and I'll admit, you know, sometimes I watch it and chuckle, but. <laughs> <clears throat> You know, but 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 it is also just incredibly dumb too. It is super dumb, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, so, so back to you know the movie that we did watch yes, today, right? <laughs> um, you know, I don't. You know, I, I definitely am an old man who is way out of touch with youth culture, right? <laughs> uh, but. I found so much in this movie that was hilarious and was constantly laughing out loud. Uh, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, th- there's definitely an aspect of, you know, sort of the YouTube generation that, that is, I think, fueling part of this movie. Yeah. Uh, which I do not understand. Uh, you know, and, you know, such as, uh, deregulate tapioca. Uh, <laughs> that, but, that made, that, that got the biggest laugh from me, which is sad because it's not even the movie. It's, it's something that existed prior. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, there is a certain literacy, uh, of youtube culture and 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 viral videos and memes god i sound so fucking old uh (laughs) the memes and the whatnots uh but yeah i i did feel like again and and that was not so much a barrier as much as just like i can tell i'm missing out by not getting all of these references i you know i mean you know, I didn't get many of those references either. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, this is far from a perfect movie, but, but I think, I think what I really attach to is that, you know, uh, you know, clearly not having, you know, the same experiences as this character, but, you know, I have also been, you know, a person who has been had a difficult time connecting with his own father, 
you know, or, or been a creative weirdo who was never really accepted by, you know, any of his peers at school and, you know, struggled to find, you know, any type of lasting group of friends who, you know, at least had, you know, similar interests. Uh, and, and that is primarily the thrust of, of Katie's character here. And, right. and I think that's really what, what I connect with, not necessarily, you know, grumpy out of touch dad, even though I'm, you know, I'm probably older than he is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Oh man, I was watching. I've been slowly watching old Simpsons, uh, you know, on, on Disney Plus. And uh, one I watched the other day, uh, Homer mentions that he's thirty six. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no fucking way. I nearly punched my TV. <laughs> I do. Th- I think what you're saying about Katie is part of why I liked her, uh, and and yeah, could connect with her in that respect, and also part of what frustrated me so much about the dads <laughs> is like he is standing in her way <laughs> at every turn. Yeah, but you know he he comes around. He, he has a redemption arc. I know. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I thought it was admirable, but also, you know, while he is, you know, he, he is standing in her way, yes, but he is also trying to look out for her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and God, there's a scene early in the movie, like before the road trip, like just before the road trip where he's watching like an old home movie and that like really got to me. Uh, like him just sort of, you know, uh, waxing nostalgic for, for, you know, the days when she was a, a child. Yeah. And, you know, and then later, you know, when it's sort of revealed, like, you know, everything that he gave up, you know, to provide for her and to protect her, you know, like those things really struck a chord with me. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, you know, maybe I just didn't find him as obnoxious as you did. That's fair. <laughs> and yes, he is obnoxious. <laughs> he's a dad. And push, yeah, you know, or, yeah, he's a dad, exactly. Right. Uh, if, if you have a cool dad, then, uh, you know... He's probably doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's just like my bro. <laughs> he lets me get away with anything. <laughs> like, you know, uh, so so we did not record last Thursday. Uh, so I, I spent the evening with our friend Jason and his uh, little almost two-year-old. I think she's two today. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's, like, him and his wife are, you know, they're, like, listening to, like, punk rock and metal and stuff like that, and he's drawing, you know, anti-KKK comics, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this little girl and thinking, man, she's gonna rebel against all of this. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be fucking Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but you know, like like beyond just the character stuff, I truly thought there was a lot of funny moments in this movie, and I laughed out loud quite a bit, and and did even more so. Like the the Furby scene got to me even more this time. I did enjoy the Furby scene a lot. I, I thought there were there were a lot of very like. Maybe I'm not as old as I think I am, because as I was watching that, I was like, oh, a lot of this would be great as memes. <laughs> like, just the, the Furbies talking about, like, the age of man is over or whatever. <laughs> like, to, like see, seeing seeing that randomly on, on Twitter will make me smile, for sure. Uh, but, but, but not even that. Like, I thought that whole set piece was, was just, you know, together so great it was yeah you yeah know, the, like the giant furby crashing through the mall like just the way that it was is lit and animated just uh was just spectacular yeah like, the, there, there's nothing visually bad about this movie at all it's it looks really cool yeah uh so so this was also produced by uh lord and miller uh who who you know, did the Lego movie and, and uh, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Right. Uh, movies that you and I both saw in the theater together. Yes. Uh, and I definitely think, you know, Spider-Verse is definitely a much, much better movie. And Lego, I think, edges it out a little bit. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like like you know just visually like i i, I think it's I, I, spider-man is is i think probably visually the best cartoon movie that has come out in a decade easily uh but but this i think you know is not as amped up but i think is pretty close like like just the uh, character designs and and uh, just sort of the fluidity of the animation and uh, you know like like it isn't being as hey look at what we're doing you know it, it's, it's it's toned down but it's still pretty visually arresting I think yeah it's it's doing some of the sort of or, or feels like anyway I don't know if it's actually or if it's just emulating. It's doing some of the similar things that Spider-Verse does with blending different animation styles yep. uh, throughout, which I thought was very cool. Um, it, it, it could be a lot sometimes, but sure. but but I enjoyed I enjoyed it when I wasn't overwhelmed by it, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay, I get it. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure you enjoyed the dog, right? <laughs> The dog is so weird. <laughs> well, as are all pugs. <laughs> it's true. I, I I I appreciated that the dog was a key key plot device. <laughs> he is like the fifth character of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like he New York is. on Sex in the City. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
you know, not not to uh, this does not reflect the quality or, or opinions of the movie or anything like that. But did you know that uh, apparently this is uh, the first time an actual dog was used to voice a dog on a movie? I did not know that. I saw I saw the dog credited in the credits. Yep. <laughs> I did not know it was the first time though. That's cool. Yeah. Usually, you know, you get like a Frank Welker to, to make some dog noises. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's about time that we stopped letting uh, humans put dog face on for animation. <laughs> it's just, it's too much. I'm, I'm glad that we're finally getting accurate canine representation in, in animated films. <laughs> I look forward to the properly cast Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I want to know, uh, what Great Dane they get to, to play him. Oh, I hope it's Marmaduke. <laughs> no, Joe. <laughs> He's the only, only other Great Dane I know. <laughs> Don't ruin this for me. All right. <laughs> I, I do have some bad news for you about Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter say that that trailer looked like a commercial for an anxiety medication. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for like the old movie that came out, or no? There, there's a there's a there's a new uh, Clifford movie that they trailer for debuted earlier this week. What the fuck <laughs> <laughs> is is Owen Wilson still the voice? I don't know. I did okay. not watch the trailer. <laughs> All right, I I saw some gifs and some screenshots. Huh. and that was enough. All right. <laughs> I'm not really into kaiju movies, though, so, you know. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, I'll just wait for Clifford versus Kong versus Godzilla. Right, versus Pacific Rim. <laughs> yep. Uprising. <laughs> Clifford does come from the Hollow Earth. They don't really get into that in the books. <laughs> There are a few throwaway references to it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, real quick, you want to talk about the plot of this movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Terminator 2. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> It's a cross between Terminator and the iPhone. Yeah, definitely. It's it's so this is a Sony animation movie. Yeah, uh, and uh, the message of the movie is basically that everyone but Sony is terrible. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's a, a big tech conglomerate that is basically just like a mashup of. Uh, Apple and uh, sort of Facebook and Amazon, I think, a little bit in there and Google. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say so. And uh, yeah, the the they uh, accidentally cause uh, the robot apocalypse. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the iPhone uh, basically. Uh, Gains sentience and creates uh, evil robots, and uh, they start kidnapping all the humans. And uh, the only humans left are the Mitchells, who are taking a road trip from Michigan to California. 
hilarity ensues. Yeah, it does. <laughs> D- despite what Joe says. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so they, they, uh, they take it upon themselves to save the world. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, they do, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, I guess Kate, Katie does it initially for uh, for selfish reasons. Sure, I but mean, then but then they do it because it's the right thing to do. I think. Yeah, yeah, but still, what's what's uh, what's more selfish than survival, right? That's true. That is true. <laughs> so every superhero is selfish. It's, you know, Fantastic the, mor- the, the mortal ones are. This. I think if if it was just uh, if it was just their survival, uh, then sort of. <laughs> I mean, the if you think about it, the most heroic heroes are the Doom Patrol, who chose to sacrifice their own lives uh, in order to save a small island village. That is true. <laughs> I don't think we talk en- uh, talk enough about about their heroic sacrifice. Yeah, probably because they came back. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. It's it's not that I I did not dislike the movie. I I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was the half an hour too long, uh, as I do. <laughs> I think with most movies, you know, uh, this this is one where I, I will not say that. All right, <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I was I was fully invested the entire two hours. It, it's long for an animated movie. It is, yeah. Most most tend to be ninety minutes or less. And and maybe I just had the wrong expectation for it because I know I texted you when I started it and was like, I did not realize this was two hours long. Sure. So I I may have gone in with the prejudice of why is this two hours long? I mean that can happen for sure. <laughs> I've I've definitely you know just just on my own like been flipping through whatever and and you know saying Jesus two two hours fifteen fuck that you know yeah it's like I I don't have this kind of time and then I proceed to watch you know six hours of whatever <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe there's a category now on Netflix uh, that's just called ninety minute movies nice <laughs> they know what's up they really do. <laughs> Uh, I, I I do think part of my uh, I I don't want to say reappreciation because I, you know I, I still liked it sure uh, you know uh, extra appreciation uh, I, I you know I've been listening to a much better podcast than us uh, called Blank Check and uh they are currently at least where 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 i am listening to i am currently listening to the uh brad bird miniseries that they're doing oh nice uh and so uh you know like yesterday tuesday i can't remember what day uh i watched uh the iron giants and uh, uh the incredibles uh like back to back oh that's amazing <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, Iron Giant is like 90 minutes, but The Incredibles is two hours, basically. The, like the, roughly the same run, run time. Uh, and I don't know. I, I think it's just sort of made me appreciate uh, this a little more, too. You know, I don't know. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Um, 
and yeah, I don't know. I, I just did, I did really connect with this movie, and, and uh, you know, I'm sorry that that uh, you did not. <laughs> there, there's no apology necessary. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody you know can have, have different opinions of sort, but you know, it just you know, I wonder, are you a little dead inside, Joe? I, you know what? I've had a lot going on for the past year or so. <laughs> So, yeah, I might be a little dead inside. All right. That's and, absolutely fair. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and I'm working on that. I, I, uh, I haven't had therapy in a couple weeks. So, you know, maybe this is, this is something I'll bring up next time, next time I meet. <laughs> make sure you absolutely blame it on the Mitchells versus the Machines. <laughs> you know, I can't think of anything else to blame it on. So, yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh well i mean this is this is i think rare usually uh uh we go the the other way most of the time where where uh we, we when we don't agree on a movie it's usually me that's the uh the grumpy <laughs> <laughs> i was i was actually like man if i didn't like this movie did he just fucking hate this movie? <laughs> so I, I am, I'm actually really glad to hear that you enjoyed it. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, not sure what else to say. I, you know, uh, I liked it. Yeah. Deregulate tapioca. That's all yeah. I have to say. Sure. <laughs> Uh, you, you, uh, so I did laugh out loud at, at that scene when it shows up in the movie. Uh, and then, you know, I, I thought about bringing it up a little bit, like, you know, as, as like, you know, let's get political, you know, <laughs> uh, and then you texted me the actual YouTube video just out of nowhere. I had to look to see if it was real. I had to know. And uh, for some reason, I watched all one minute, 46 seconds of it. (laughs) Thank you for going on this journey with me. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) And uh, I mean, you know, I I don't get things sometimes for sure. (laughs) Uh, So, so. Yeah, I guess if I'd be more angry if, if you know there was more of that kind of thing in the movie. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't love the screeching monkey thing. <laughs> that, that was that real funny. Yeah, I liked it the first time, but <laughs> oh uh, boy! Anything bringing you joy this week? Uh, we have uh, started watching BoJack Horseman. Okay. Uh, we have, we've only watched four episodes of it so far. Uh, it is very funny. (laughs) (laughs) I like it quite a bit. Alright. I, uh, was dating a girl a while, a couple years ago, who, uh, uh, she, she insisted that we, we watch that together. Uh, and I think we made it, like, two or three seasons in? Uh, and, and I thought it was fine, but it's not anything that I ever went back to after she and I stopped dating. Sure. Uh, 
and also it gets real dark later. So yeah, that's my understanding is that it gets it gets pretty intense. Yep, yep, gets real dark, real sad. <laughs> oh, am I am I not gonna want to watch it at that point? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean. I guess it depends on how much you like depression. I'm I I'm dead inside, so well, all right, this should be up your alley then. I'm into it. <laughs> we watched Mayor of Easttown, and then when we were done with that, immediately started rewatching The Leftovers. All so right. so that's where we are right now. I, I haven't seen either of those shows. The Leftovers is incredible. Okay. Uh, the the first season is sort of misery porn, uh, which is. <laughs> Which is it's hard to get through, but it's really good. Uh, the second and third seasons are maybe the best seasons of TV that I've ever seen. High praise. Yeah, so it's it's worth it's worth checking out. I, I would right. check it out. I'm uh, struggling to get through Sweet Tooth. Oh, do you not like Sweet Tooth? Oh, I, I loved the first episode. Okay, like, just. Just it filled me with joy, and then every episode after that has been kind of yeah. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's only eight episodes at least. Yeah, I got two, three more to go. I think. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll get through it. <laughs> uh, I do wish that Will Forte had been in more of it. I think yeah. he was he was great, and he and Gus together were great. Yeah, I, I think maybe that's what's put me off on the rest of the episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. And I don't think that anyone, you know, is bad in the show. And then I, I like, uh, you know, Jeopard in it. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it's fine. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think partially I was really hyped up because... Uh, the, the showrunner, or one of the producers, whatever, uh, is a writer-director by the name of Jim Mickle, who has done a lot of uh, horror films up to this point. Oh, nice. Uh, he's done, uh, he did like a like a crime drama called uh, crime dramedy. Okay. <laughs> called uh, Cold in July, with okay. uh, Michael C. Hall, and Don Johnson, I believe, is also in it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but he, he did two movies, uh, Stakeland and Stakeland 2, uh, which are like post-apocalyptic vampire movies. Oh, wow. That okay. are also just the saddest dramas I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I was just really excited that he was attached with uh, Sweet Tooth. Uh, and, and it's just sort of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know <laughs> but, but that he had a, he had a writing partner with them. So, you know, he, he doesn't have him on this show. So gotcha. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I know also that, you know, compared to the comics, the sweet tooth TV show is much lighter and more, more family friendly. So maybe that's yeah part of it. Uh, I don't think I ever really made it past the first trade. Okay. Which, which I think. We reviewed on Gutter Trash with, uh, with Jeff you Lowe. and another special guest. Yeah, yeah, I, re- I remember that one. <laughs> I actually I thought of it while I was watching the first episode. I thought of the song <laughs> that you guys played before Jeff Loeb came on. Yep. 
I believe it was a Velvet Underground song. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with you. I'm sticking with you because I'm made out of glue. Yep. What's <laughs> uh, bringing me joy? Um, I bought a bag of ice. I think that's probably my biggest joy. <laughs> are, are you having troubles with your freezer? Uh, no. Uh, just, uh, you know, I ran out of ice in uh, a couple days. Uh, I didn't have any, and all I've got is a very small air conditioner in my bedroom, which does not reach the rest of this house. Uh, so it's been very warm in here. <laughs> and now I can have cold ice water. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you could, and it is refreshing. You could put some, uh, some ice water in a bowl and then run the fan over it. Make yourself sure. a little makeshift air conditioner. Yeah, because I'm a 1940s Southern lawyer. Heck yeah! <laughs> you know who I imagine when you say that? A, a giant chicken. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, me too. <laughs> First thing that came to my head. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, should you, I pick a movie? If you have one in mind, that'd be great. I, I do. Uh, I, I will say that I was in a panic. Because uh, I've had a movie picked out for a while. Because uh, we have uh, sort of staggered our, our recording schedule just due to things happening. Yeah. Uh, and, and apparently in the, the time that uh, I, I decided on this movie until today, I guess... Uh, it, it disappeared off Amazon Prime. It is July 1st. God damn it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, I did find it on Hoopla. Excellent. Uh, and so I didn't have to rush think of another movie. Um, <laughs> I may still have to if you veto it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would like to try to watch. Uh, again, available on Hoopla. Uh, the 1955 noir classic, The Night of the Hunter. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. Excellent. That's awesome. Uh, I believe Robert Mitchum and uh, I want to say Shelley Long, but I know that's wrong. Shelley Winters. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, what a great pick. I'm so excited for this pick. <laughs> Excellent. I'm I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah, this is this has been on my wish list for a little while. I didn't I actually don't think I knew it was on Prime at all. So I, I think like almost everything on Prime, I stumbled upon it by an accident. <laughs> and then added it to my wish list and now it's gone. Nice. <laughs> but again, on hoopla. Excellent. Alright. Well that's um I'm tickled that that you're excited. Yeah, I'm I'm tickled to be tickled. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, I'm still tickled next week. I hope so too. I hope uh, it's not a repeat of this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Night of the Hunter next week. All right, we'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.